score at the two periods here at Quinnipiac is Quinnipiac 4, Merrimack 1. Joining us for the second intermission here, Brad Davis. He's the Associate Athletic Director at Merrimack. And, well, Brad, uh, I know a lot of the members of the staff uh, on hand came down here and... Uh, Pretty good first period for the Warriors, I thought. Uh, did a lot of the things they wanted to do. The defensively, the defensively were pretty strong and got a nice goal there from Mike Collins after hard work by Josh Myers. But the second period, especially the first four minutes, uh, or first five minutes, pretty pretty tough. And uh, they find themselves down 4-1 after two. Yeah, really a tale of two periods. And, you know, it's almost like they didn't they didn't start skating until halfway through that second period. And, you know, it definitely wasn't, you know, Raz's fault in that. And, you know, Coach Denny just looking for a shake up there to try to get the guys going. But, you know, Quinnipiac, they they clearly came out flat in the first period. Didn't get a lot of shots on that, and you know we see why they're such a high-ranked team. They came out in the second period, and you know that's four-one. Yeah, and you got four goals from guys who, who have scored goals. So you know when your goal scorers are scoring goals, then you're going to be a pretty good club, and that's what Quinnipiac has been. Yeah, when you can score goals, it's nice. We all remember you know 2010-11 when you know Merrimack was scoring was four or five goals a game, and you know it seemed like they were never out of a game. There were some times where they'd get four goals in the third period, and you know they might lose five-four or six-four, but you know they could always score goals, and it's when you can score goals, it's, it's a great asset to have. One of the things that uh, you know has always impressed me about the job that you guys do is that you'll see the president is here, Dr. Christopher Hopi, members of the board of trustees. You're here, and you know it's the first time Merrimack has played here at Quinnipiac, which is obviously a Division One program. You know, Division One and everything. A, a member of the MAC, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, and uh, in all this sports, except for of course the ECAC and hockey, and uh, you know, trying to see what other institutions are doing and if there's anything that you can pick up from it. Uh, is there anything that you've seen? here tonight that's jumped out at it's it's a fabulous arena. I mean, it's it's one of my favorites now. Even in, if you know if Quinnipiac was in Hockey East, it would it would be right up there. You know, after Notre Dame, I think. And you know, it's just great to see another venue that, that we haven't been to before. And you know, in many ways, you know, Merrimack is trying to be what Quinnipiac is now. And, and our president's the first one to say that. He says it all the time. Um, you know, Quinnipiac ten years ago they were in the Northeast Ten. They were a Division Two school, right in the league Merrimack was. And you know, they elevated themselves into the NEC and now into the MAC. And you know, obviously you can see the momentum they have in hockey as well. Similar to the momentum we had a few years ago and selling out every game even with their students gone so you know you want to take a few things out of this and, and see what they do well and you know how they capitalize on their momentum and it's it really is it's a fabulous arena so the question that's come up uh you know has been division one merrimack and a possible move to division one it's been mentioned is something that that the school is looking into uh is that still the case still looking into it and where does it stand absolutely still ongoing I know it seems like when we've been talking about this for maybe three or four years now, and you know maybe we keep saying it's ongoing. People stop believing us, but don't believe us. That we continue to talk with with conferences and you know and, and how to make ourselves prepared to, to take our programs to the next level. And you know at the same time, uh, you know we know that we need to elevate what we do at Division Two, and you know, that means improving our current facilities, improving our staffing, and just giving our Division Two teams a better chance to succeed on the field. Uh, so we continue to do that. You know we had a terrific fall, um, second best fall in the Northeast Ten of the sixteen schools, and you know. We, we hopefully have a good winter and a great spring as well. So, you know, whether it's Division One or Division Two, um, we continue to elevate what we're doing, you know, on the field and off the field and with our staff. And, you know, hopefully you'll see, you know, and our, our athletic director, Jeremy Gibson, he's worked really hard to really try to improve some staffing going forward. And, you know, I think you'll see after this year some, some increases we'll have on our staff for sure. And women's hockey, of course, starting up now in a couple of years. I know they've been tirelessly recruiting and working on the non-league schedule and, and uh, the schedule as a whole and just trying to get ready for, to play in a couple of years. Uh, where does that stand and you know, where, where do they stand and what kinds of things, what kinds of other things might they be working on at this point? 
Yeah, it's funny. It's it seems so far away, but at the same time, it is really close. And you know, Erin was was in our office, you know, last week talking about scheduling and what day she could schedule stuff, and if the men have anything scheduled. So you know, she's working hard on scheduling. Um, nothing set in stone yet. You know, we don't want to talk about anything until we have contracts in hand. But you know, she's working hard on the recruiting side, on the scheduling side. You know, we're trying to figure out the best model. You know, it, do fans like having double headers? We saw it here today with Quinnipiac. They had a, the women's team played at four o'clock. Uh, it was a little tight going to the men's game. It made me a little nervous if we would go down that road. But, you know, would you rather have the men's team play Friday and Saturday and the women's team play Thursday, Sunday, or try to stack them all together? So these are the kind of things we're talking about now and trying to figure out how to ticket women's hockey in the best way to get the most fans at a game and create the most atmosphere at the same time. So, you know, we'll continue to work hard, you know, off the ice with women's hockey. And that, you know, October 2015 will be here before we know it. And, you know, Aaron and, and assistant coach Brent Hill are doing a great job recruiting. And, you know, I think they've made some real inroads, especially it sounds like in Minnesota and Western Canada. So they're finding their own niches as well. Score out to two is Quinnipiac four and Merrimack one. And the Warriors will return home. School starts up this week as well. Boston College coming in town on Tuesday. Uh, what's the t- ticket situation like for those upcoming games? The, the one tomorrow night when uh, Quinnipiac comes in for the return match. And then the game Tuesday night against BC. Next Saturday it'll be, be UMass coming in. So you've got three home games now in, uh, in, in a little bit over a week when it seems like it's been forever since there's been a home game. It has been an odd season with, with home and away games, I feel like. And you know, maybe part of that is just with Notre Dame in the league now and only having you know fewer league games. It's, it's just been strange. But uh, three home games coming up in eight days, like you said. Tomorrow night with Quinnipiac at home. Um, when I left the office um, early this afternoon, we had under 200 tickets left, and that includes the student section. Um, and we do not have students on campus, so we can sell those tickets to the public. So uh, I would guess we're probably less than 100 at this point, and we'll be at standing room only come tomorrow morning. So get your tickets now online if you haven't already and you plan on coming. Uh, no different with Boston College on Tuesday. Probably about 200 tickets remaining as well, and I'm sure those are going to go really quickly. Uh, we will have students back on campus. They come back Sunday and Monday, and we'll be pushing hard to make sure they're coming to the game Tuesday. Um, and then we have UMass the following Saturday, and that's a television game as well on WBIN and Fox College Sports. That's also women's hockey night, so we're going to have a lot of girls' hockey teams coming to the game. Erin uh, Hamlin's going to drop the first puck. She'll be available to meet some fans during the first period. I think we're trying to drive around with you guys in the second intermission. So we've got maybe about 400 tickets left for that game and you know we, we haven't completely marketed that one to the to our fan base yet and to some girls hockey teams so get those as well I think those will go quick once the DC game passes. All right Brad thanks we appreciate your time as always and uh, all the good work that you guys do and uh, we're gonna try to get the president on with us soon as well. Oh you know he'll be ready to come on he'll talk about whatever you want he can probably come on for an entire period and you guys won't run out of stuff to say so we'll have him do color one night. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> all right Brad thanks a lot we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks Mike. Brad Davis with us the Associate Athletic Director at Merrimack with our score after two. Couldn't be at four, Merrimack won. John and I are back after this to recap the game thus far. You're listening to live coverage of Merrimack Hockey.